know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 i myself mo Muzi, alongside me as always the one the only mr bj armstrong bj how you doing real oh real name no gimmicks you know the deal always, always. welcome back welcome back you know we <laughs> lost you yesterday you had to have a, you know, a fill in <laughs> for the intro, but you're back. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you're back. Welcome back. Ah, oh, man. I appreciate you. We'll see if I'm still here tomorrow, but we'll get to that. Uh, we saw two games tonight, as we do here at the Hoop Genius Podcast, catching you up on everything from the NBA. The Lakers and the Miami Heat both took 3-1 leads in their respective series, meaning the uh, New York Knicks and Golden State Warriors are both going to have to try to keep their seasons alive. Let's talk about the Laker game first, because I don't really want to talk about that Knicks Heat game, because once again, it was abysmal from the Knicks. But let's talk about the Lakers and the Warriors, first and foremost. And we've got to break down what happened at the very end of the game. Steph Curry has two chances to give the Warriors the lead in the final 20 seconds, both of which miss. Um, They give up some free throws to Lonnie Walker, who had a fantastic fourth quarter. He had 15 points. Talk about unexpected contributions. What what do you call it, Mo? What do you call it? Unexpected (laughs) contributions. Hey, now you're talking. 15 fourth quarter points from the guy who was largely out of the rotation. He got some garbage time minutes in that blowout loss earlier in the series. And and he impressed Darvin Ham. But uh, then with the game on the line, Steph can't get his shot off. Draymond Green, with the team needing a three, decides to drive to the baseline and throw the ball away. Um, and it ends up in a jump ball, and the jump ball goes up. It lands in the hands of Steph Curry, who falls to the floor and throws it out of bounds. BJ, tell me, tell me I'm crazy for thinking that the Golden State Warriors purposely want to go down 3-1 against LeBron James just to get revenge for 2016. Because I cannot think of any other explanation <laughs> for the defending champions, the most experienced squad, when we talk about a core, a championship core, to be making such abysmal decisions at the end of the game. Tell me I'm crazy. Well, I, I didn't think they I didn't think those were bad decisions. I, I thought those were very well played on the defensive end. And Anthony Davis again showed up big on the defensive end. And looking at the game, well, I, I don't know how many options the Warriors, I mean, who could they go to for offense other than Steph Curry? Right. The only thing they could do was either have Draymond set a screen for Steph Curry or Wiggins set a screen for Steph Curry. I mean, those were the only two options. I didn't see any other options. So, I mean, Steph Curry was just worn out. I mean, they just wore him out. I mean, the guy had a triple double. He played what close to 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Like yep. That. Okay. I, I don't What else could he do? I mean, everything else was just a decoy. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't like there was a third or fourth option. There was like one, one A, one B. It was, it was either Steph scoring or Steph creating. He had 31 points with 14 yeah, assists. Yeah, I mean, the guy nights. had, what, 31? He had like 14 assists. Yep. I mean, I, I, it, 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 he was just worn out. And then and then on the other end, give the, give the Lakers credit. They put him in every screen and roll situation probably in the entire second half. They didn't even utilize AD, who had a big first half, and then they just went. They just attacked Steph Curry. Well, in the so first Curry, half, in the first half, the Lakers were putting Anthony Davis in every screen roll action to try and tire him out. So it's kind yeah. of a little this that see who can last the longest down the stretch. 
the Warriors, right? Clay Thompson, another awful game. Three of 11, nine points. Draymond Green, eight points. You don't really look to him for scoring. Gary Payton, who started the game, scored 15. And credit yeah, to him. Yeah, what happened to him? Yeah, so what happened to him? He threw up in, in at the Is, start of the game. He threw up. He had a mouthful of vomit. And oh, he ran. Is that, is that, is, that's is that true? true? Or? That's, that's true. That's what the good people of the Hoop Genius Discord server have sent me. Uh, someone's got a oh, video wow. explaining it. So shout out to people in Discord. If you want to join, the link's in the description. Um, but he gets nervous or something before every game? Is that what happens? I, I don't know. It could be food poisoning. Could I don't know. I don't know. Um, he ran back to the locker room and then he came back. Um, in 23 minutes, okay. he had 15 points though, right? Uh, and he stepped into the starting lineup in place of Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green offered nothing. Zero points across the board. DiVincenzo gave them 10. Jordan Poole gave them zero. I want to talk about this. Jordan Poole last season in the playoffs gave them 17 points a game. This season, he's taken less attempts, but his efficiency has dropped from 50% from the field to 35% from the field. It's astounding. He's now shooting 29% from three, where he was shooting 39% from three a season ago. He's still getting looks. He's still getting touches. But something isn't quite right with Jordan Poole. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that he's still on the team with a guy that punched him in the face and knocked him out in the preseason training. I don't know what it could be. I, I, I don't know how committed he is to seeing, you know, that guy win another championship at this point. I'm not saying that Jordan Poole doesn't want to win. I'm just saying, how do we explain the drop-off of a guy that last season they could rely to be a secondary creator to give Stephen Curry a break from generating that individual offense to now being essentially a liability when he's on the court because he doesn't give you defense and he's putting up zero points in this game. I think... Um, Lonnie Walker had 15 points in the fourth. That's more than Paul's had in the last couple games. So what's the deal with Jordan Poole? What's going on with him? Well, you know, I, I think he's in the scouting report. And that's the thing that's so remarkable about Steph Curry. You know, and I'll, and I'll use Steph Curry as an example, right? You know, we look at Steph Curry and we always say, oh, man, what a great player, you know, he's able to do. And you saw it tonight. I mean, the guy makes tough shots. And what's so amazing about watching these great players is that they are the primary defensive targets of the opposing team. It's not like you come into a game and you say, well, we're not worried about Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. That's your whole game. Plan. I think yeah, that's the whole game. I mean, this guy scores basically versus the you know entire team. I mean, the whole team, they have a game plan versus him. Mm -hmm. Then when I look at Jordan Poole now, He's suddenly in the scouting report. And that's the one thing that changes from a bench player to a starter, from a starter to maybe, you know, a fringe all-star or an all-star player. Suddenly now you have to start playing with consistency and you have to play now when you are defended, right? And the teams are always trying to defend, always trying to figure out how to defend you. Once they find something that's successful in this league, it gets passed around the league. That's why you have to continuously work on your game. That's what, you know, it, it's it's like a mystery to me. Like every year you got to add something new to your game. You got to add something because these coaches and these players, they're always experimenting, trying to figure out, okay, let me guard Steph this way, see what happens. And then Steph Curry will adjust and you go, well, I can't do that. And he'll continue, continuously year after year, add something new to always be one step ahead of the defense. Well, watching Jordan Poole, He's clearly in the defensive scheme now. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, last year, you know, he was he wasn't the guy you were like really. Excuse me, you weren't the guy you were really like targeting, but now you know. I mean, last year everyone knew what he could do, though. Going yeah, into the playoffs, do, everyone but knew it what wasn't, he could do. They, no, well, no one was expecting him. He wasn't. I mean, now, we're, this not, year, we're not watching him be double teamed. We're not watching them trap Jordan. Well, I'll, I'll say it? here. I'll, I'll say. I'll say this. Now you have okay. Every playoffs, you have a matchup. Okay, it's clear to me Draymond Green's matchup is Anthony Davis. It has to be. It's clear to me that Schroeder's matchup and Vanderbilt's matchup is Steph Curry. It's clear to me the matchups that you have. You know your matchup. Okay, you're 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 at you're at the matchup. Okay, you you know you you're 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 figuring it out. Um, I I think right now we have a major problem with him, and the problem is this: he's got to figure out how to add something new to his game that's going to allow him to adjust during the course of a game. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. I think there's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts about it. Either he's going to adjust or we're going to continuously, because now, Mo, look at us. We expect that from him. Yeah, that, that That's the difference. Like last year, Mo, we were like, oh, man, like this guy, Jordan Poole, he's not bad. He's pretty good, and he'll have another game. And then if he didn't have a game, you know, you wouldn't say that. But then when he did have a game, you were like, oh, wow. Now, Mo, we're expecting him to play because now when he has a moment like this, it's like, well, where's Jordan Poole? What's going on here? I thought he was. So he's clearly now, Mo, in the game plan. He's clearly taking on a larger responsibility with the team. He's clearly made an impression where people are like, He's in the scouting report and he hasn't responded. Mo. That's what it is. And now he's either going to meet that challenge or continuously have moments like this, because Mo, you can't have a game four like this and not show up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, Mo, this is a big, you're on the road, a must game and he doesn't show up. I mean, that, that, that's just... To the point where he only him. got 10 minutes on the court because, you know, he wasn't offering him anything. You know, Moses Moody got a lot of minutes. Yeah. It, it's it's also crazy, like, how the matchups decide stuff. Like, Kavon Looney was the reason why the Warriors won the last round. But he only gets 10 minutes tonight because of just the difference in style between the Kings and the Lakers. So it's interesting to me. I don't know who can step up in the next game. I think, obviously, being at home gives them an advantage. But for the Lakers... You know, Anthony Davis had 23. LeBron had 27. Austin Reeves had 21. They did a great job on guarding D'Angelo Russell early in the game. I think that's the, one of the reasons why Gary Payton second was in the starting lineup was to make sure D'Angelo Russell doesn't go off for another hot start like we saw in that game. So he only got four points. Dennis Schroeder only got 10. But you've got three guys scoring over 20 points. Over on the Warriors, you've only got one guy scoring 20 points. And Steph had 31. He was 3 of 14 from behind the arc. He could have had maybe 50 if some of those go down. Wasn't his night. Uh, but the Lakers found a nice rhythm playing at home. The question will be, can they repeat that on the road now? Because they're going to go into a hostile environment and have a chance to close out this series. And the Warriors are going to play with real desperation. But, you know, looking at this game, they had Anthony Davis guarding Gary Payton in, to start the game. And they used Gary Payton as the screener and the role man in a lot of pick and roll actions uh, in order to just get Anthony Davis starting to be tired out, tired out, tired out. Do you think that's the strategy they're going to go with in the next one? 
Well, I think you have to include Anthony Davis. You know, Mo, you and I talked about the following. We have to get him away from the basket, okay? If he just rim protects, that's a problem. I don't think there's no answer. Literally, Mo, there's no answer for Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is the only player that can play vertical basketball in this series. That's crazy right? to think about. Over, yeah, <laughs> he can go over the top of them at any given time. If he's there, he will rim protect. And, well, you know what's interesting about him is when he's engaged, okay, he can actually switch. Yeah. And do a, a fairly decent job of guarding, you know. Well, guards, he held his own on that final three-point attempt from Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mo, he's, he's a fascinating player. Mo, he's a fascinating talent. When he's engaged, he has been engaged. There's no answer they have for him. Now, you can see that they were trying to get at LeBron – they were trying to do things with Draymond as the screener. Why Draymond? Because Draymond is the best screener. But they had to switch that up because they had to get Anthony Davis engaged because Steph Curry can't drive to the basket if he's if Anthony Davis isn't put in the screen. So, Mo, it's just the dilemma that they have, and they're trying to find another score. The reason Kevon Looney can't play is because you can't play Kevon Looney and Draymond Green. Yeah. Okay, somebody's going to have to step up. Jermichael Green, you know, I thought Gary Payton did a nice job when he was in there. But obviously, Mo, he's only, what, 6'3", 6'4", tops? So he's a guard. guard. So you could see why the Warriors were playing this fast. Now, give the Warriors credit. They had a 10-point lead, a 12-point lead. They posed some problems. But it wasn't enough to counter the size when Anthony Davis dominates. I mean, the size just wore him down. LeBron James just wore him down with his side. He was just running through guys at the end. Anthony Davis did the same. And then, of course, I mean, you can't say enough about Lonnie Walker. He was he was fantastic, made big plays, made big shots. And when you get those contributions, Mo, where you weren't expecting, because think about this, Mo. If Lonnie Walker doesn't have this game, I think the Warriors coach yep. and yep. win this game. Okay? Yep. So this is why, this is why I'm always looking – in games for places where you say, oh, man, he wasn't on the scouting report because no one had Lonnie Walker. He I thought played, Austin Reeves had a nice game, too. He, he, had, played, I he had a nice game. He played one minute, 15 seconds in the first round, and now he's okay, had 36 points that. over the last three games. He didn't score at all think until the fourth quarter tonight. The other thing I want to say is it's not just finding extra scorers who can create shots, um, who can create baskets for themselves. Like, when you look at the Lakers, right, LeBron James – that a stretch in this game, they put him at the point guard and he was running the offense. Austin Reeves in this game, he was running the offense. D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, they can run the offense. Rui Hachimura can come in and create for himself. Anthony Davis, you can throw the ball down to him. He can create a basket for himself. That's the difference in the two rosters here. Draymond Green is not going to create offense for himself. He can run an offense and get guys looks, but if that dribble handoff action is not working, it's tough. Gary Payne is not creating for himself. Clay Thompson is largely a catch-and-shoot player. Jermichael Green, DiVincenzo, Moody, they all rely on Steph creating plays for them. Wiggins, you would expect a little bit more from him. We're talking about a guy who was an all-star last year. We're talking about a guy who did such a great job in the NBA Finals. He gave them 17 points, but the Warriors just don't have versatility in their offense to the point of which the Lakers do which I think is a big factor in this because it looked like the Warriors were making a big run throughout the second half of this game. And each time the Lakers would switch something up and chip back away at the lead. Okay, LeBron, here's the ball. You go to work. 
Okay, Austin Reeves, you give us something. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is not just shock making, it's offensive creation and playmaking as well, being an underrated factor in the versatility of how you can structure your roster. I mean, great job. I mean, what more can you say about the Lakers? I mean, very rarely Mo do trades and putting together a team midseason workout. Well, you can't say that about the Lakers. Yeah, they I mean, um, well, they, they, they need to send they, Danny Ainge a championship ring if they pull this one off. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, you got to give them credit. And defensively, Mo is where they can hang their hat now. I mean, I'm I'm convinced now, Mo, after watching them now in the second round versus a very good offensive team like the Golden State Warriors, that this is a really good defensive team. They have the elements now. They have a shot blocker. They have enough wings that can defend. They can switch now with LeBron at the four. They can take the ball out of LeBron hands, some with, you know, with with D'Lo and Schroeder and Reeves and these guys. They have guys who just really get after you on the defensive like Vanderbilt. They have a lot of nice pieces, Mo, right? A lot of nice complimentary pieces that complement their best players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to give the front office credit. You got to give those guys credit. You got to give Rob Polinka and this guy's credit. They and did a really nice job. Especially LeBron James, because if you look at that final play from the Warriors in which Draymond turned the ball over, right? The Warriors are trying to run what's called a hammer action. And that's where you're looking to get a shooter open on the weak side while the defense is focused on the strong side. And LeBron James literally directed each and every Lakers defender on where to switch and who to guard to blow up the entire action that the Warriors were trying to run to get themselves a look. So just having someone with that kind of defensive IQ on the court as well, even with guys who aren't the greatest defenders in the league, is insanely valuable. Um, So credit to the Lakers, up 3-1. Expect them now to go through to the next round. I don't know if many people predicted this before, but um, here they are. Here they are. And um, the other game that we had tonight, the Knicks and the Heat. I don't really have a lot to say about this one, mainly because I yeah. listened to a post-game interview with Julius Randle and someone asked him, you know, why have the Heat been crushing you on the offensive glass? Because that was a big part in why you guys beat the Knicks, right? And we spoke about it here on his podcast. You talked to me about the physicality of, you know, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, all these guys being able to come up against Cleveland's front round. Obviously, Miami were up uh, to an advantage of eight offensive rebounds more than the... Um, more was it by eight um, through this series? Anyway, they, they've crushed them on the glass, right? Um, and they asked Julius Randle about it after the game. And he said, maybe they want it more. I don't know. This is the NBA playoffs. This is the second round. So you win this, Milwaukee out. You're going into the next round against Boston or Philly, neither of whom have looked great throughout their series. You've got a chance to potentially make the NBA finals. How are you going to sit there and say maybe the other team wants it more? What more incentive do you need to go and get a damn rebound? To go out and play hard? I just think it's very disappointing for Knicks fans to have to, you know, sit and watch this. It was interesting in this one. Tom Thibodeau made some adjustments. He had Quinton Grimes starting instead of Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly was out injured. Um, So they gave some minutes to Miles McBride early. But like I said, the Heat outworked them. And that response from Julius Randle told me everything I need to know about this team right now. I don't know what their deal is, but they ain't in it. What's your takeaways from this game? Um, 
we got problems in New York. I don't I don't know what it is, Mo, but I can I can look at the team and I can look at a team and say there, there's internal problems. Now, I don't know what the problem is, Mo. I'm not there. But there's something going on. OK. You know, Mo, when you look at the teams and you look at the depth of the of the Knicks and you look at the depth of the of the of the Miami Heat, okay? There's no way that this team is supposed to be outplaying the Knicks. That that's just unacceptable. There's no way you say, okay, well, made some adjustments. He put Grimes in the starting lineup, okay? But what's the adjustment? Like, okay, he put a guy in the starting lineup, okay? But what's the adjustment in the game that's going to help your player? It's all Mo. I, I just we just sat here and talked about the matchups. What's the matchups that we're looking for that mm-hmm. we can exploit? Okay. What we know that the Miami Heat are going to do, they're going to pack the lane versus two guys, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. Therefore, what are we going to do to create space for them so that they can operate? That, 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 Bo, you can't tell me that Jalen Brunson and Vin, Gabe Vincent, that should be an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, Mo, uh, Mo I'm, I, I'm watching like Duncan Robinson stop. and Hayward Highsmith get minutes in the yeah, playoffs let, against this team. Let's stop playing around here. Okay. They're, they're, we got to figure out a matchup here where we can exploit. Okay. You know what? You know what's bothering me now, Mo, watching this game? Okay. I, you know, and, and I, because I, I had the Knicks to win this. I know. So I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset, but but I got to tell it like it is, like when you see it. Why is Gabe Vincent picking up Jalen Brunson full court? They only have about seven healthy bodies. <laughs> No, no, well, I mean, they no. went 10 deep in their rotations tonight. They're playing guys, like I just said, Duncan Robertson, Hayward Highsmith. Okay, if you told but, me but, that these guys would be getting minutes in the Eastern Conference semifinal three months ago, I would no. never have believed you. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but when I look at the Knicks bench, they have two guys I know can play and perform and contribute. Yeah, and we've said this like Evan three Fournier, times now. Someone needs Evan to send this Fournier. podcast to Tim, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I don't know. No, just keep it amongst us. <laughs> Evan Fournier can contribute, and you can't. T- no one can tell me that Derrick and, Rose can't play. Against, and they're the, against, the two uh, most experienced players on the roster. Kyle Lowry. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mo. Okay, we're making Mo. Everybody's got to have a matchup. What's your matchup? Let's figure out the matchups here and say, okay, this is your guy. You have to play against your guy. And and if anything, you know, we just talked about Lonnie Walker not being a scouting report. I know Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose are not in the scouting report the Miami Heat have got because they know that Tom Thibodeau is not going to play them. Roll the dice. And then Lonnie Walker. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. Like, it, I mean, it, I mean, Mo, it's it's just it doesn't like when you get to this level. These guys are so good. These coaches are so good. They're incredible. They put together these game plans, and it's really amazing. It really is amazing. Okay, but. I mean, I got to have a matchup. I got to win that matchup with Kevin Love. Like, Mitchell mm-hmm. Robinson, you got to win that matchup. Okay, Bam, Julius, 
you gotta cancel that matchup out. Well, they, get they, 20, they, they'd 23. be caught in Julius with Jimmy Butler. This Julius, is what I'm you're bigger. You than gotta him. win that matchup. You gotta match up. You gotta win that. I mean, Gabe Vincent, Jalen Brunson, you gotta win that matchup. Okay, J- Jimmy, we, we gotta contain him. All right, we keep Jimmy under 30, under 50%. That's a bonus. Now we gotta keep him between they got two guys that should be able to wear him down a little bit. You would think, okay. Hart and Grimes. Okay, you you would think, right? You 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 would think, but we gotta we we gotta get these matchups here, Mo. We can't just keep going forty minutes for Grimes, forty five minutes for Brunson, forty minutes for Randall, 35, 40 minutes for for RJ Bear, and then we're not even competing in the matchup. Well, right, we're not going. You know, twenty minutes for Hart, like. We got to figure this out here because you know what? Match, you know, this kid's Struess. Like, I mean, 16 and 6, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mo, Kyle Lowry again. Kyle Lowry again. 15, 5, and 4 off the bench in 25 minutes. I mean, and some great about, defense. You talk about productivity. Okay. This kid, Martin. You know, Caleb, I think, is that Caleb? Caleb, yeah. Martin. Yeah, Caleb. I mean, he's got double figure. He's dunking. Like, Bo, come on. Like, like I, 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 you know, Mo, I just, I don't, I don't understand now what the plan is. Because, Mo, we can all talk about, like, what we're doing. But when I look at the Knicks, I'm going, like, Mo, like, I mean, I I I expect to I expect the Knicks to to wear this team down. I mean, I expect them to wear them down, especially on the front line. Mm-hmm. Like Mo, I mean, they're they have Bam Adebayo, Kevin Love, okay, and Cody Zeller. I mean, come on, Mo, Mo, like, I, I, you know, nothing against nothing against you know. <laughs> they say I mean, Bam is an all star. Respect. Yeah, I've been reasonable, but I would think Julius Randle. You know, and, 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 and Mitchell if, Robinson if, and these guys, come on. Obi Toppin, come on, Mo. Mo, come on. Like, come on. Like, I would think that's a – if you said, okay, let's look at the matchups. Okay, you would say check next. R- right now, Cody Zeller is like he, – he, he's t- taking up the lane. I mean, you're like, what is going on here? And like, what is happening here? It's like you've just taken out formal star, young star – in Jared Allen, one of the best young players in ever Mobley. What happened? Why can't you still play like you did in the first round? I guess well, depending well, on matchups well, and stuff, but the energy and the yeah, intensity well, is just it. not there that it was in the first round. Well, no, it's there. It, it, Mo, it's there. I, I don't see it. It's there. Well, of course you don't see it because the other team is playing is matching the aggression. See, the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't match the aggression of the New York Knicks. Bo, a fight is not a fight until the other guy hits back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The Knicks were clearly the bullies in the first round. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, Cody Zeller is fighting back. And all of a sudden, now the bully has got to make a decision. Right, you know, are you going to fight or are you just going to bully the guys? Because let me tell you something. I know this about the Knicks. And I said it at the beginning of the series. This is going to be a very physical. This is going to be a very physical, you know, series. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're going to win because of execution. 
But let me tell you this. You're not going to push Jimmy Butler around. You're not going to push Bam out of Bayou around. And let me tell you, if if the game gets out of hand, my man Udonis Haslam will definitely suit up. He's got six <laughs> good fouls. So I'm not worried about anything getting out of hand, okay? That, that, that's, just, that's just being – that's truthful. That's just telling it like it is. Udonis Haslam has six good fouls. And it doesn't matter if he gets thrown out if the game gets out of hand. So I'm not worried if I'm the Miami Heat with the other 29 teams talking about we're going to get physical here. Udonis Haslam has a role, and his role is don't let him come in the game for any reason. That means something is about to pop off. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, you don't see what's happening. No, Udonis is sitting there. (laughs) Udonis is sitting there. That's, that's, That's real talk. Mo, that's real talk. Now, you got to match the intensity of what the other guy brings. If the other guy starts pressing you full court, well, guess what you got to do? You got to pick him up full court. If he wants to play a physical brand of basketball, you got to play a physical brand of basketball because the referee is always going to favor the most aggressive player. That's just what it is. That's what it is. And right now, the Knicks are bringing it. I mean, not Mm -hmm. the Knicks. The Heat are bringing it. They're just bringing it. And now... I, now, I don't know what's going on in that locker room, but let me tell you something, Mo. It didn't look right to me today. It didn't look right to me. And it's going to be interesting to see the response because, Mo, you can't tell me after a hard-fought game that you say, well, maybe they wanted it more than me. That lets me know, ridiculous. Mo, that's something more is going on. I've been around enough now to read in between the lines. So let's watch that one closely because I got to – I have a, a, you know, I I got a feeling, Mo, there's more to it than what what we're thinking right now. I think we're going to be talking about this for a day or two. Ooh, well, let's talk about tonight's matchups. Both series tied at two games apiece. We'll start out in the West, Denver and Phoenix. Going back to Denver, you got to roll with a home team on this one, surely. Well... You know, I was thinking about this game today, and I and I was like, I know Mo's going to ask me about this game. It was so much Mo that you know I had to make a couple calls. So I, this isn't just me; I had to make a couple calls. So okay. I, it's not okay. this isn't my okay. opinion, but I had to make a couple calls. It doesn't matter who I made them to, but I made a couple calls to you know people that I respect and say, "What do you think?" They say, "You know, BJ, it's been interesting." You know, this isn't my opinion, but I agree with it. You know, I was made a couple calls because I I was like, "Man, this is interesting that they 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 they." they they lose Chris Paul. CP, Chris Paul, and then they win a couple games. And then suddenly this kid, Devin Booker, is like, wow. Kevin Durant is like, wow. They're playing a different brand of basketball. Wow. Bench and they contributions. Get a wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting guy now. It's clear that now that people feel like, okay, I know my role. <laughs> I mean, Mo, when they catch the ball, you shoot it mm-hmm. because we know our role. We're playing a different, you know, they, 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 I mean, they they play a little different and they may have stumbled on something. So I'm going to say this. You know, when you, the, 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 the Boston Celtics have had to face this now a couple of times in the playoffs, a guy being out, for instance, in the first round against Atlanta, it was the kid, uh, what was the kid Murray when he was suspended, DeJounte Murray was out and then Atlanta wins. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid was out. Philly wins. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's always you always I think Mo, when a guy is out of the lineup, it f- changes everything. Cause you don't really know. It's like a free look. I mean, yeah. I remember I told you that I was like, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, uh, one of my favorite guys. Everyone knows that now. Mm-hmm. You got a free game. You got a free yeah. game to experiment. Even when the and the other team was out for yeah. the Warriors in the first round. It's the Yeah. Draymond was exactly. It's another one. Draymond was out. You don't know what to expect now. Now you're like, they're a totally different team now, right? Because you don't know who's going to come in, who's going to fill in, who he's going to start. You know, I don't know. Game time decision. So there's really no preparation, right? There's no, you know, the 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 coach who has that as his scout now. He can't tell you play calls because they're different. That there, it's a different brand of basketball. And Mo, when you that's what I think happened there for those two games. We didn't know what to expect. Like mm-hmm. Devin Booker, like he turned it up a notch. Yep. And and his playmaking. It's yes, not just I mean, his scoring, which is insanely efficient right now. His playmaking and, is on a whole different level right now. I mean, Mo, I I did I I mean I I knew he could pass a little bit, but I didn't know he could like pass like this. I didn't know they could play this fast like this. Uh, they put guys now in different roles and different situations. And you can see the Nuggets weren't even rotating to certain guys. Landry Shamit was open for a reason because, you know, this well, is the you've first only time got, they've actually you, seen you, You've only got five defenders. You're going to send two at Booker. You're going to send two at Durant. You've only got one guy left to cover three players. That's, that's what I'm saying. So now they've had two games now, and they can look at two games worth of film. They got eight quarters now to look at. It's a, here's what we're going to do. So I think now that they will make the proper adjustments in game five. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, the Phoenix Suns, they're feeling good right now. They're like, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And Mo, I don't know who's going to impose their will on the game because again, you could get a, you could get a, we just saw one of those contributions and then Mo, a guy gets going that we didn't think about. Well, Ernie Ernie Johnson said, you know, in the post game show, he goes, um, Lonnie Walker with the best fourth quarter we've seen from a role player since last night when it was Landry Shammer. <laughs> like, right. you don't know who can step up. And at the same time, you, you, we're waiting for one of those unexpected contributions from the Denver Nuggets as well. There might be a Jeff Green quarter. It, it, you never know. There might be. And my it, Uncle you Jeff. Never, I mean, Bruce Brown right. might get hot. Like, it works on both sides, though. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, I listen, Mo. Let's not forget this. The big fella had 50, what, 53, 53. In the last yeah. game? Okay. Yeah. Big fella had 53. First so center. clearly to do that. They playoffs. figured out something with him. Yeah, they figured out something out with him. They're probably going to play better. The role players are going to play better at home. And now they have an idea of what they have to do. Right? Mo, it's hard to play against a team when you don't have any inkling whatsoever what's going to happen because you don't have any game film or anything to go on. You're just going to say, well, I know KD is good, but I don't know how they're going to use him now because of Chris Paul's out. So we'll see what happens. I think it will be a good game. I think the first five or six plays on both sides will be interesting because you're going to see immediately the the Phoenix Suns are going to want to attack them immediately. I don't know. 
I don't know well, if they're going to be able to keep that pace though, because now the series shifts back to Denver with one yeah, day resting. It's like they yeah. played yes two days ago, fly to Denver, and now you have got the game. I don't know how much pace you're going to be able to push if you're the Phoenix Suns. Well, I, I don't think they have a choice, but I agree with you. I think it is something to look out for. However, what I am interested is how Phoenix is going to attack them on the road. Like, I want to see their play calls, like the first like five or seven minutes of the game, just to see what they think they can do. And then I want to see the defensive scheme of what they're going to do now because they know Landry Shamit. Hopefully Terrence Ross and these guys play. TJ Warren's going to play. Lawndale now seems to be, they've settled in with him after two games. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, look, it's only three games to go. The other thing that fascinates me is when's Devin Booker going to have a bad game? Or is are we just going to count put Devin Booker down for 35 plus points every game that he plays in this postseason? At some point, well, surely he has to have an off shooting. Like, that's, he's shooting, what, 68% from the field in the playoffs. Well, it's you, unbelievable. You know what, Mo? You know what? Like when you get in a zone, you just get in a zone. Like you know what I mean, Mo. Like as a player, you know you, all of us, you know our listeners. You know you you you, you got to flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in a, he's in a good rhythm right now. He's just in a good rhythm, okay. And you know what I love about him is he's ultra aggressive right now. Yeah, like he's playing like I don't have anything to lose. Now when you're playing against a guy who's not thinking, it's always a problem. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I always use the term disruptive. I have to disrupt your flow. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to shoot. At this point, Mo, I mean, I don't know when Coach Malone is going to, you know, succumb to this. You got to get a guy a different look now. Yep. Like, Mo, like, he's had four games now where he's like, this. I, I, I'm the better player. Okay? And sometimes you'll catch a guy in a good flow, Mo, and there's nothing you could do. So I would think that you got to do something against him, but – what if that allows KD to get in the flow? <laughs> like KD's still putting up 30 plus and yeah. we just don't so, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, KD is quietly doing 38, 39 and we're not even talking about it. So, you know, I, 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 you know, as I watch, as I watch Devin Booker, it's very obvious to me why he's in such a good flow. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember when Shaq first went to uh, Miami? Yeah. You know, teams had to double team Shaq. You still had to double team the big fella. Mm-hmm. And when the ball got to Dwayne Wade on the on the weak side, he's Ian. Like Dwayne Wade was too good of a player to just play one on one. And that's what it reminds me of Devin Booker. Devin Booker is too good of a player to play one on one. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like like KD, you 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 could tell like they want to make sure that they contain him. A contain him means. He just doesn't get 50. Yeah. You know, he gets 35 to 40. You're like, you okay, we that. did a good job. Yeah, you'll live with like it. The games have been close. Don't get me wrong. But Devin Booker, yeah, Devin Booker, Mo, now I think Devin Booker is going to demand a double team. I think he got a double team. Yeah. Or you got to stop picking him up full court. You know, you, you got to well, be physical with him. Yeah. You got to try to throw him off his rhythm. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. The question I have, though, is in the other matchup, the Celtics versus the Sixers, Ooh. Which version of James Harden are we going to see? Are we going to see game one and game four Harden, or are we going to see game two and game three Harden? Well, you know what? I, you know what I. You know what I really respect about this series, Mo. Yes, is I was listening to Doc. You know, not now my new thing now, just to you know to entertain myself, is I listen to the coaches. 
I listen to the coaches, you know, just to see if you and I are in the ballpark, you know, if we're, <laughs> if we're even, you know, you know, we're, we're talking here, but just to see if, you know, Doc Rivers said, Hey, I got to get one or both of those guys going during the course of the game, Maxi or Harden. I was like, He's listening to the podcast. Hey, shout out to Doc. <laughs> he, shout, out, shout out to Doc. And Doc now is committed to what we've been saying literally all year. You know, yep. I, I even lost you. Like, yeah, like you got to get Maxi. Maxi has to play. What's this guy's? This guy is one of the fastest guys in the league. I, I think he you, might you, be. Like, it's him, yes. Fox, John, and everyone else is after that. Okay. So Maxi either has to contribute. Or Harden has to contribute, and then Joel just has to fill in. That's yeah, the formula. Just, like, like, just stay there and let Joel carry home in the fourth, unless Al Horford. Is there you go. That, 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 that's that's it. So if one of those guys, he just needs one of them. Mo, if one of them gets going, now it balances the rest of the players out. But if if Maxi or Harden doesn't figure out how to contribute to the game. Now it's just now Joel has to carry for 48 minutes. And I don't think that's a good recipe because the game just slows down. If Joel, if if Maxi or Harden gets going in full court and play, now you got a problem. So I think let's see the tempo of the game. The 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 the, the, the Sixers are going to have to play fast, even though they're on the road. And I think the home team wants to play fast, your Celtics, because they're at home, get the crowd excited, get up threes, blah, 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 do things, so forth and so on. So, yeah. well, I'm going to look for Maxi or Harden early in the game. You know, maybe there's a Tobias. Tobias Harris is always sitting there. He's going to have to he's gonna have a 25-piece at some point. Yeah, so, you know, and, and then JoJo just, you know, bring it home. So... Let's see what Harden and these guys are going to do. I think the I think we know the formula. Harden and what's the name has to get going, and your Celtics just I, can't I get down if, big. If, if your Celtics the, get down big, then I think they're going to. I, have I don't a know. Play. Like even though they were down in the last game, double digits, Jason Tatum had the worst half he's had all season long, and they were still had two chances to win the game. I think after that, you don't feel too bad about it. You just got to make sure you can get your guys in there rhythm early. Being at home is going to help with that, and. You know, I want to see how Embiid responds as well because it looks like Al Horford got in his head a little bit at the end of that game. You know, him deferring down the stretch. That's an interesting matchup because we know Al Horford's had his number for years. Philly even gave him a massive contract to stop him beating the Sixers in the playoffs. And if Al Horford does what he did well, in the fourth I, quarter... I, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I, I, I Listen, do I think... Al Horford is one of the few players left in the NBA who can play post defense. Yes. Yes. I, without question. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Al has a great support staff behind him. That's what allows him to play the way he plays. He's got a great support staff. I mean, they, they do a nice job of walling up and you got to remember this. Jojo isn't passing to like just catch and shoot guys. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, PJ Tucker has to play. Why? Because he's one of the best defenders, you know, defenders on the perimeter, but he's not like the guy you're looking to when they yeah. double Jojo from the baseline. You know what I mean? So 
listen, I want to give Al credit. Al did a nice job. Don't get me wrong. However, you know, there's counters that can be made. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to put that type of pressure on Big Al to say, you got him with no help. Because let me tell you something. You know, I've played against some some great interior players. There's no stopping Akeem. There's no stopping Pat Ewing, Shaq, and those guys. But if you can wall them up, Mo, and make them hesitate, because you know, I mean, think about this. Grant Williams guards him. Rob Williams guards him. Marcus Smart guards him. Al Horford guards him. And they all guard him different. Yeah. I mean, Mo, that's the one thing I keep saying again. You have to show these players different looks so they won't get a flow. I just think Joel can never settle into the game because Marcus Smart plays at his knees. Grant Mm -hmm. Williams puts his chest on him and just fouls the guy. Rob Williams tries to block his shot. And then Al Horford is a a different combination, which, you know what I mean? Like, I think he thinks he's faster than Al, but he doesn't know if he's faster than Al. Al Horford is Al Horford is the old guy at the pickup game who is just you don't expect him to do anything and somehow he just wins. You know, you know. I'm gonna tell you what Al does. I'm gonna tell you what Al does. I'm gonna tell you what Al does against him. This is a secret. I hope JoJo's not listening. Uh, I'm gonna edit it out just in case. No, no. Yeah, yeah, edit it out. Al has the discipline not to foul him. You know all those creative moves that JoJo does. He goes up under and gets fouled, flops. Gets his yeah. body close by because he knows guys that are not disciplined. Al is just disciplined enough to not follow. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch Al when he plays against him, watch Al's hands. His hands are he always never up. Reaches, yeah. Or up. Yeah. See? That's why he got a couple blocks on him. Up. That's why he got a couple blocks on him his at the hands, end of that game. Yeah. His hands are always up. He never goes for a fake. And he just plays vertical defense. So, as Steve Kerr always likes to say doing an interview, we have to play defense without fouling. Al does that as well as anybody. That's what he does. Yeah. And JoJo, what does JoJo do? Flops. It was he flops and he gets to the line twenty times if you let him. If you don't have any yeah. discipline, he he'll get you in foul trouble all the time. So, yeah. so hopefully he's not listening for you know the Celtics. We don't want to give away any. Well, I mean, uh, even if he any, is listening, there ain't much you can do if the guy's not going to fall for your flops and your tricks and your foul baiting. So, good luck. We'll see. We'll see tonight, <laughs> BJ. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's it. The Hoop Genius Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more, breaking down those games we just discussed. And uh, we've got a lot more in store. So stay locked in. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Because um, then, not tonight, but tomorrow night, the Lakers and the Heat both have the chance to close out their series. So we're going to have a lot to discuss. Well, Make sure you don't miss yes. an episode. Stay locked in with us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. And most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>